Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you so much for being here today. This is episode number 92. It is February. Happy February. I am so excited for this episode and I hope you guys have been enjoying the last couple episodes. To support the podcast, I would love if you gave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts, and Spotify actually has ratings, so I would totally appreciate, you know, wink, wink, five stars. And definitely tell someone about this podcast if you resonated with something or someone is going through something that you think, you know, one of my podcasts could help them out by listening and knowing that they are not alone. I would love for you to send along one of the episodes. And I hope you guys love this one. It is going to be so much fun talking all about dating and I hope you guys enjoy. So I have a very exciting opportunity for you if you are in the dating world. Uh, Something to think about is my guest actually is having enrollment for her dating accelerator which is open until February 12th. This is her eight-week virtual accelerator to elevate your mindset practical dating strategy, and your confidence to create more joy and ease into your dating life and catapult into an amazing relationship that lasts. The accelerator is customizable for whatever stage in dating you're at, whether you're just starting out dating or have been dating for the past few years or anything in between. So with that being said, Anyone can join, men or women. You'll receive one-on-one support from Michelle throughout the experience to ask any specific questions and accountability along the way. So to receive this, if you are interested, you can receive $150 off by simply mentioning My Naked Mindset in the referral box when you submit your enrollment deposit, which is www.michellewax.com, and it will be applied to your total due. I hope you guys take advantage of this opportunity and like I said, definitely connect with Michelle and mention My Naked Mindset when you enroll. All right, everyone. I have a very special guest today. She's a high caliber dating and relationship coach that helps women elevate their mindset, confidence, practical strategy to catapult them into an amazing relationship that lasts. She has also been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, the Boston Globe, and more. Everyone, please welcome Michelle to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to hear all about, I mean, this is one of my favorite topics ever is dating. This is kind of how I started the podcast. So I absolutely love that you're just in the same space and I can't wait to hear all about your journey Um, But I would love to start out by asking you, what are you most excited about that is coming up in your world? Ooh, so I have a trip planned to Philly, actually, in January for part of my mastermind retreat, um, which I've been to Philly before, but only for like a night or two. So I'm excited. We're going to have like a little Sunday retreat there to kick things off in the new year. So I'm really excited for that. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. I I just, I love, I love like doing those sorts of things because it's so fun being able to connect with people and really just be able to be with like-minded people because that's so, it makes you like kind of re-remember like why you do what you do. 
Definitely. I feel like that's when I feel the most alive and like being on podcasts like yours, it just like connecting in that way is so energizing for sure. It really is. Every time I do a podcast, I'm like, like after I get off, I always walk out of this room and like tell my fiance, like my cheeks always hurt because I'm smiling so much because it's just so fun to talk to other people that are so passionate about what they do and they just love they're so like knowledgeable in that space and they're just so passionate and I just absolutely love that so speaking of being inspired and passionate I want to know your story about how you started to you know be in this space and start coaching yeah definitely so I've been an entrepreneur now for about eight years And I started out in the food industry. So I actually had a cookie catering company, had a a kitchen incubator startup as well. And I reached a point in those businesses that I wasn't really feeling happy or that fulfilled as I thought I would be. Um, And I had like created the quote unquote success, right? But I was like, why do I still feel unhappy in my relationship, in my business and all these different things? Um, And I had really, I've always been interested in human psychology, specifically dating psychology, and really how to connect with someone on like a subconscious level that you just charm them, right? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. we're picking up on a lot of stuff as human beings, other than just the words we're saying. And so I've always been really interested in that and learning really like self-taught in that regard, like testing things out in my own dating life for the past, I don't even know how long now, like 12 years or so. And was was helping out friends and family members like unofficially for a very long time while I was running the other businesses. Mm-hmm. And really what catapulted the start of dating coaching as a business was in 2019, I traveled to all 50 states and I interviewed over 500 people from all walks of life on how they really created happy and fulfilling relationships with their partners, but also with themselves. And so from all those conversations and interviews and really like everything I learned, I compacted it down into a method that I first, I mentioned this before we press play on record today, but I first tested it on myself to be like, okay, I'm single. I want to be in a relationship and really started enacting these things that I had learned from all these people. Um, and then began to share that through the dating coaching business after I was like, okay, this has worked for me. I've seen it worked for other people across the country. And now Mm -hmm. let me compact it down and coach people and guide people through the method to create the relationship they want. Oh my gosh. First (laughs) of all, that is so freaking cool that you were able to travel and, and meet all these people. I mean, that must've been so interesting and fun I, I mean I can't even imagine what that experience is like <laughs> can you tell us a little it, bit more about just that whole experience and what you learned yeah it, it was it was pretty wild as you can imagine right where mm. I jumped in my jeep and I over a span of just about three months so it was pretty short I was booking it across mm. the country um had all these conversations and It was so interesting because obviously everyone has a different story and has gone through different challenges and struggles and all of that. But there were so many themes, there were like certain themes that ran through the conversations, right? And that's really where I began to notice that, yes, the other person, your partner and their qualities, and of course, the relationship with you that they're in is important. But a lot of the times it starts with yourself, right? And the relationship you have with yourself, because often people in our life are a mirror to that. Um, And so, 
yeah, it was, it was amazing how many stories I heard and like everyone had gone through tough times and rough situations like everyone does in life. Right. But it was really interesting how they were able to create a life that they were living on their own terms and really create the reality that they want. Oh, that is so freaking cool. I love that story. <laughs> so did you did you meet these people like online and then you met up with them or did you just go there and kind of talk to random people? Yeah, so it was a little bit of both. So when okay. I first had the idea, I was like, okay, I need to find people to interview, right? And I I knew people, right. I'm from Boston, so I knew people in the Northeast, you know, that I could reach out to and connect with, but um, I didn't, I certainly didn't know people in places like Idaho or Iowa or like the middle of the country yeah. or even, even like West Coast, like maybe a couple people. But what, how I initially found people was I created a post on LinkedIn. I had like a short form that asked a couple questions about like why they were interested in participating in the project. Um like what did they really love about their life? And then I did 15 to 20 minute screening calls that often went a lot longer than that because people had such great stories and it was, they were like fascinating. (laughs) Um, And from there, the people that um, I talked to on the screening calls, I asked them to share it with their friends and their network. And that's really how it spread organically to find people from each state. Um, And so from those people, I mapped out like an initial route. So I initially went from Boston down to Florida. I I left in February. So I was like, I need to get out of the cold. Um, And so I went to Florida and then I zigzagged to the West Coast and kind of zigzagged back and then flew to Hawaii and Alaska. Um, And then along with those scheduled interviews that I was sitting down one-on-one for about like over an hour, a lot of the times getting the interviews on camera. I also had a lot of like, I was alone a lot of the time. So I would be, you know, eating at a restaurant or a bar and just striking mm. up conversations with people. Um, so there's a lot of more of those informal conversations as well. Wow. That is so, I'm so fascinated <laughs> by this. <laughs> we might have to take this more offline because I am just so intrigued. That is so freaking cool. And it must've been so interesting that like you were saying, you kept on seeing some things that were like very similar. Now, would you say a lot of it was like, like maybe cheating, like were there bad things or were, were people like more struggling with like maybe finding someone or what are like some common, common situations that you were really hearing from people? Yeah. So it was a combination of things. I think there was a good variety of like anything that you could think of, right. Probably Mm -hmm. had happened at least to one person on that journey. Um, But it was a lot of people that before they found their partner, right, they were feeling pretty frustrated or drained from the dating experience. And so they started to shift some things in that regard. Um, And then other people too, because I chatted with people that were older as well, right, that were like past um, 45, 50. And they had actually, you know, been divorced, been separated, right, and or gotten remarried even. Um, So it was interesting to see how after those relationships had ended, right, like what, what was the approach they took? Um, what was important to them at that point but it was kind of a variety of of everything <laughs> wow. that's so interesting I absolutely love that um, so I kind of want to get into some like first date things because I think like I actually went on 21st dates in 2019 before I found my fiance and that's kind of how I originally started the podcast I went on so many of these crazy dates and I actually wrote something about every single one of them because I was just like just weird wonky things happening or like they said something that was so weird or just the date was horrible or what have you or if the date was great obviously I did that too 
Um, but I wrote all these notes about them and then I was like, how am I going to like, what am I going to do with all this information? And then I always <laughs> listen to podcasts and I was like, Janae, why don't you just start a podcast? And so I really did a lot of research and a lot of prepping and planning. And then obviously this was born in 2021 in April. So from someone who has been on many first dates, um, I think that is something that I think a lot of people struggle with, just like the thought of like going out there and literally meeting someone for the first time. You've never met them. You've talked to them briefly. And I get that it can be so nerve wracking or maybe you're anxious or maybe you're just like, like have really high expectations. And I always told my girlfriends when I was single and when they were dating, I always said to them, just think about it as you're literally going out with a friend. Don't put so much pressure on it. Like, oh, is this my husband or is this going to be my wife? Because I think that just leads to being disappointed. And I personally don't like being disappointed. So I always came from the sense of like, just take it for what it is. Pretend that it's your friend and you're just getting, you're literally just simply getting to know someone. So that was kind of always my take on a first date. Um, what is, what is like your thoughts on like a first date? And like, if someone is really anxious or nervous to get out there again, what do you usually advise them? Yeah. I love what you were saying about releasing the pressure of the first date, because so often, first of all, the pressure is what messes people up every time, right? Because yeah. you're either projecting into the future about like, like you were saying, is this my husband? What's going to happen? Do they like me? Right. Or you're thinking about something that you just said five minutes ago and wondering how they're interpreting that, right? Or so you're living in the past a bit and that that pressure can really mess us up when in reality, you're not, pro- you're, there's rare occasions, of course, but probably on that first date, you're not going to decide if that person's the love of your life, right? And so mm-hmm. I think especially if you're going on a date from a dating app, um, you simply, there are certain things that like, you just simply won't know about someone until you meet them in person, right? Which is totally fine. And what I alluded to earlier, like our bodies are, and our minds are picking up on things subconsciously when we meet someone in person. Um, That's just really hard to do through, through a screen. And Mm -hmm. so definitely releasing the pressure is like the biggest piece of first dates. And like you were saying, approaching it with an open mind, right? And focusing on One of my favorite quotes is when you trade your expectations for appreciation, the whole game changes. And so I recommend focusing on the small things that you can appreciate, even if it's just like the drink you're having, right? Or the place you're Mm -hmm. at, or you learned a cool new fact or something from this person, right? Focusing on that instead of allowing your mind to go in that more negativity bias direction where it'll start to talk you out of this person or like focus on the things that aren't as great or, or questioning yourself or projecting into the future. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I think it's so true because when you were saying about, you were thinking about what you said five minutes ago and how they interpreted it. Cause I think when you're getting to know someone new, obviously, like you said, you kind of you're like, okay, this is them in person. Like you're, you're looking at their body language and how they do things. And and sometimes I, I can attest to this. I'm so in my head about what's happening that I'm not even really truly listening and being present with what they're saying. So oftentimes I I really have to reflect on the date like afterwards and think like, oh yeah, I completely forgot he said that. 
And like, I'll remember like days later because I was so in my head about what was like right in front of me and not actually focusing on what they were saying. And so I think that can be really hard too, of really just being present and like the nerves are there and like the environment, like if there is loud music or, you know, so many other conversations that you can hear can be sometimes hard to really focus on what's actually happening in front of you. Um, and I think that that's, that's like a really hard thing to really kind of break down and really be like, okay, Janae, like really focus, like focus on what's in front of you. And I think using your senses, um, I forget what this is called, but I've, I've learned this through therapy that focusing on like, okay, what do you see? What do you Mm. smell? What are you tasting? Are you eating food? Um, you know, what are you touching? Are you touching your pants? Are you touching the table, your glass in your hand, just really trying to focus and keep yourself present. And as hard as it is, like, sticking to those five senses I think can be super helpful to like really stay in the present the present mind definitely and that's something I love that you brought that up because that's something that when we're fully in the present moment and paying attention to our senses right it's really impossible to be going to the past or projecting into the future right so the more that you stay present the more that you're not going to find your mind wandering and worrying about the future or like stressing about what you just said or whatever it may be so it's really really powerful I totally agree. Um, now, if someone is, I always, I always think about this. And I remember I was on a podcast actually, and we were talking about first dates and like, obviously getting ready for the day, right? Cause you, you confirm the date. You're like, all right, well, this is happening. You're getting ready. Maybe you've got some music going on. You're picking out your outfit, what, whatever the case may be. Um, do you have any other like good things that someone like, you know, maybe a woman is really nervous and she's trying to pick out her outfit. She's really struggling. She maybe is FaceTiming her girlfriend saying, what do I wear? Um, How do you, you know, become more confident going on these first dates and maybe something of like, you know, having that confidence behind you to, to really feel yourself on the first date? Mm, I love this question so much because the energy that we go into a first date with often influences how that date goes. And so mm-hmm. I like to compare this to like, if you know someone in your life, that's generally like a good natured person, right? When you're around them, you feel good, you're laughing, all that good stuff. And on the flip side of that, right? Like there's some people in our lives that just when we're around them, for me personally, it's like you feel stressed, or you feel their anxiety or whatever it may be, right? And so we on the flip side have the ability to influence someone else as well, right? By how we approach the date and the energy we bring. So what I recommend is creating your own personalized pre-date ritual. I'm a huge fan of this. It doesn't have to take too long. It could be like five to 10 minutes, Um, Mm -hmm. but you can do this in a variety of different ways. And I like to kind of like mix and match areas. So I'll list out a couple. Uh, But the first is like playing some really good pump up songs, especially I recommend as you're walking up to that date, if you like live in a city or if you're driving to the date have that song on in the car. Um, for me personally, when I was dating, the song was Ego by Beyonce. I was just like, that just like gets me going. Yes. <laughs> Walk up, I'm feeling good. Um, so whatever that song is for you, like as you're walking into the date can be powerful. Um, something else I recommend doing is really setting your intention for the date. Like how do you want to be feeling, right? What's important to you to be feeling um, so that, if you notice throughout the date, right, like they say something and you feel like you're knocked a little bit off kilter or like you're not feeling that way or you're unsure, 
you can pause and like either take a sip of your drink or go to the bathroom or whatever it is you need to do to reset and refocus on that intention. Um, because I think especially with first dates or dating in general, it can be easy to be swept into that other person's energy, whether it be good, bad, or somewhere in between. Um, and so really making sure that the intention you want to be feeling right is sustained throughout the course of the date so that you're walking away and you're, you're feeling that right. Um, so that's really important to get clear on that. And then Mm -hmm. something I also like to do is write down like five to seven things in a notebook of why you're amazing, of like why you're awesome, like why you're great. Or like if you can't think of anyone, like you said, like call up a friend and have them do it or a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think so often in dating, we're so focused on the other person and if they like you and all that stuff, when you're really great too, right? Like you have a lot to offer. And when you show up in that like certainty of yourself and what you're bringing, that's going to influence how well the date goes. So those are, those are a couple of things to customize the pre-date ritual with as well I love that that's genius it's genius (laughs) it makes sense too it's like you want to feel good when you're walking into it so put on your favorite tunes and really like get pumped up I mean I definitely like I think getting the outfit and feeling comfortable like I definitely I'm a fashionista I have so many clothes and I remember every single date that I went on I would pick out the outfit like days before for the most Mm -hmm. part just because I was like I want to feel good. I want to feel, I mean, I guess, depending on the vibe, like, is it a, is it a fancy dinner? Is it, you know, more casual? Are we going for a walk on the beach? Like, obviously, depending on what the vibe is. Um, but I think really like pumping yourself up, FaceTiming your girlfriend, like you said, and, and, and I think also just talking about exactly what you said of like, what is your intentions? And even sharing that with your girlfriend. And I think I love when you said like writing things down about what you love about yourself or what you appreciate, whatever, because I think sometimes you're right. We can be so caught up in asking the other person, oh, what do they do? What do they want? Like all the things about them that it's like, but what about me? Like, I want to be asked those types of questions too. Mm-hmm. And I have been on a couple of dates that it was like, them 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 they didn't ask me anything about myself so that I think people struggle with too and I always find that I mean I guess I want your advice on that like what if someone is just constantly talking about themselves and you're like all right like I told him a few things about me but he continues to not ask about me is there anything that maybe like a a phrase or something you can say to kind of get it back on like both people Mm. Yeah. So this is really important because the energy should be matched of like the conversation questions being asked back and forth, right? Or else you're probably going to walk away from that experience feeling drained and just like ugh about it, right? Because <laughs> you're like getting so much thrown at you um, in that environment. So that's also something to really pay attention to where it's like, if someone's just talking about themselves all night, they probably mm-hmm. don't care about getting to know you at a deeper level, um, or they're socially unaware of it, which is another really thing to pay attention to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Something that can be powerful is if you find yourself always carrying the conversation and asking questions, really just allowing yourself to sit in the silence and not ask a question, which I know Mm -hmm. it can feel uncomfortable at first or feel like quote unquote, an awkward silence. 
But how I like to view it is you're actually just providing them an opportunity to ask you something and to learn about you um, and really just sitting in that. Um, like a lot of the women I work with, they are like go-getters at work. They're killing it, right? They're, they have no problem initiating and like holding the conversation. But what happens in that is like, it's not balanced, right? So you walk away and you don't feel like you received as much as you wanted to from that person. And that's where it can feel draining. Mm. Um, so I like personally just sitting in that, like let the tension rise a little bit. Um, and then also too, you're definitely welcome to kind of like, if someone's really going at it and they just are giving you no breaks at all in the conversation, you might need to interject, right? Or to yeah. like start not talking over them aggressively, right? But relate to them or, you know, share a story that relates to what they were saying. Um, because some people, they will, they're, they're more talkative than others or like they don't necessarily have as much of a cue as you might as like when it's good to stop talking. <laughs> yes, yes. I've definitely been in those situations and I'll literally just like tell a story about myself and I'll be like, mm, well, whatever. But I like, I like the pausing. And also I think when you were mentioning like awkward silences, I think that's normal and that's okay for the, those to happen. And I think if you're so uncomfortable, I think just, I always say this to any of my friends that are going on a first date, just talk about your surroundings. Oh, wow. This place is really busy. Have you ever, have you ever been here before? Just like talking about what's going on around you. Cause then that can give you a minute to kind of think about, okay, what, what else do I want to ask this person? Or what else do I want to talk about? Talking about your environment. And I think that sounds silly, but I feel like that always helped me out in like some awkwardy, like draining situations just like really bringing it back to like the present moment yeah for sure I I love that idea yeah because it's like a very easy thing in the moment you can think to like okay let me just comment on something happening around me I feel like Mm -hmm. it's important to highlight too that sometimes that silence can be very attractive or it can be like a hot moment when both of you guys are silent maybe not like the first five minutes of conversation but a lot like a little bit um further along in the date right where like maybe you are sitting in the silence you take a sip of your drink or you just kind of like fold up your napkin or like do something right and then like you look back right like that body that body um language or the eye contact um Mm -hmm. can be very very powerful in those moments where it it's like on the other side of that like awkward quote-unquote three seconds or not even awkward but that three second eye contact holder whatever it may be is like very attractive on the other side of that or if you're open to to holding it I totally agree I love that and it's yeah and especially I think down the road like when you're in you know if it happens to be turning into a relationship I think when you slowly have those like even if it's a couple minutes where you're just like sitting in the car not talking or sitting on the couch watching like I think those times where you can be your true like quiet self for a moment and it's not awkward and uncomfortable I feel like that's like that's a big indicator like hey this is okay we don't have to talk because I'm the type of person where I will I will talk constantly because I cannot handle an awkward silence I hate them so much and I will literally pull anything out of my ass to talk about because I'm, I'm like, I can't, I can, even at like a dinner with like my friends, I'm like, I don't like an awkward silence or like family members. I'm like, nope, like, let's just bring up something. Cause I'm like, I, for whatever reason, I just can't handle it, but that's just me. Um, now let's talk about some 
um, like talking or like sharing what you want too early or, you know, I kind of want to know your opinion. Like, so say, say a woman goes on a date with a man and she's like, I want a relationship. I say it on my profile. He says the same thing. And I don't, I just want to like bring it up. Do you think there's ever a time where it's too soon to bring up your intentions or what you want and desire? Yeah. So this is a great question. And really what it comes down to is, are you looking for any relationship? Are you looking for a relationship with the right person? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think often, especially on a first date, even the first two dates, you're still getting to know that person. And I've known plenty of guys. I feel like guys have a stigma, like they get the reputation of like, oh, they don't want a relationship as much, which isn't, which isn't necessarily always true. But I think a lot of the times I I know plenty of people where they weren't necessarily looking for a relationship, but then they met the right person and it was all in like that happened with my boyfriend 100%. And so it, it's, it's good to make the intention known that you're looking for a relationship with the right person. But I wouldn't put too much pressure on knowing what their intent is, unless it's very blatant that they want to hook up with you on the first date and you're not into Mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's it's important to make it clear, but not put, again, that pressure on them Mm -hmm. or on where you see this heading before you even really know them as a human being, right? Because Mm -hmm. you might not even, you might find out, going back to like what you want and what you value and all that, right? Like you might find out that, they're not even on your level or what you're necessarily looking for personality wise or value wise or whatever it may be. Yeah. That's a, that's a good quote. Cause I've just heard of so many just people I've run into or people on the podcast um, that really are like, Oh, well, I don't want to share things too soon, like too fast. Blah, blah. But I think, I think just being honest and feel like really feeling what what's in your heart of what is the right thing to say and do like because Mm -hmm. this is my this is my thought if I if that woman goes on that date and says hey like you know I know we're both looking for a relationship I'd love to hear more about you know some of your past and your past relationships and if that if that scares this person off then that's on them right like that they weren't your person I truly believe in like what's meant to be will always find its way. And if someone is, if someone is thrown off by that, then maybe they need a little bit of a reality check. That's kind of my take. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like too, it's probably not a first date conversation. I would say if you like them enough to go on a second date, um, it's okay to, to bring it up at that point. Um, And you also can, can pick up on often if like someone is blatantly just trying to like use you to hook up or whatever it means like on that very first date you'll probably pick up on it um because they'll probably make the move or they'll like try to initiate that and then if you like say no or whatever it may be um it'll be fairly clear but um yeah I feel like I always believe in being direct right and like being up front and I think in general, people actually like, I would say 99% of the time people value directness, if it's said in a kind Mm -hmm. way, right, in a compassionate way and all that, um, versus kind of like beating around the bush or like, not really being clear, right? Someone, I always like to think of like, the person that I want to attract in my life, like knows what they want, is confident, right, is direct. And so 
I have to be that as well, right? In order to attract that into my life. So yeah, that's, that's, it's huge too. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to waste your time going on like right. six or seven dates and then it end up being like, oh no, I never wanted anything. You need to know the intention exactly. really early. Yeah. And I think, yeah, just being direct. I love that. It's like, this is what I want. And I've had many episodes on ghosting and all that crap. And <laughs> I think, I think just being, just being honest and straightforward. Cause honestly, out of all the dates that I've been on, I've, I think I've only had one person that was like mad at me for like saying, Hey, you know, I didn't think that this would work or I didn't, I don't see this moving forward. Um, only one person got a little butthurt about it, but I was like, you know what? We're moving on from this. It's fine. Like everyone, like you said, for the most part appreciates directness as long as it's done kindly, which I think is totally fair. Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Um, so I call it dating in the wild versus dating on you know dating apps and I know it's 2022 or when this releases it will be 2023 um so I want to know your thoughts on are are people that you you know your clients are they more dating in the wild or are they more dating on the dating apps or both Mm. So I love this question so much. I'm a big fan of dating in the wild because simply most people are not doing it. So you're going to stand out. Um, What I recommend to clients is I personally love dating apps because you are creating so much opportunity that you wouldn't necessarily have otherwise, right? Not through an app. Um, And I know so many people that have met through the different platforms, of course. Um, I think it's important though to also, if you have been dating on the apps for the while and you're feel or not for the for the wild for a while um and you've been feeling maybe drained or frustrated by it i like to recommend what i like to call diversifying your dating so if you think about like an investment portfolio right you would diversify it with different investments and mm-hmm. so i like to think of it as dating in like different streams of dating So meaning we have our dating in the wild, as you mentioned, right, where it's like the in-person opportunities and then also have the dating apps as well, because then it releases pressure that's like focused solely on the dating apps. And then if you're going to events or, you know, talking with people out in the world, right, you're not going to feel as like zoned in and focused on dating apps, especially if like they're not producing the results you want and feeling frustrated and drained by it. Um, So I encourage clients to... Some of my clients have met their partners on dating apps. Some have met them in the wild. I like I like that phrase. I'm going to start using it in the wild. Love it. <laughs> um, it makes it f- feel like fun and exciting yeah. and not like this daunting right. thing. Right. Um, it's, it's a wild mix. I feel like a lot of the times too with dating in the wild, people can come into your life in such unpredictable ways that you can't even fathom so now true. where it really like creates a bit of excitement um, with, with dating. So what I recommend with clients is like figuring out how dating in the wild will work for you. So maybe it is like going to an event, a meetup event, right? Each week, maybe it is joining like a league, a sports league. Maybe it is like becoming a local at a restaurant or bar you go to and like chatting with the people that work there and like getting to know the regulars there and all of that. Um, Everyone's going to have like a different approach to it, but I think it's good to have a balance of the two, both the online dating apps and then in person as well. I love that. And I think when you said like, it's not as common, I guess, for people, because 
I don't know. I've just been hearing a lot of people like, I could never just go up to someone and start up a convo. Um, and I do have a little tip that uh, I'm trying to think what episode it was. I don't know if I have it off the top of my head, but I actually interviewed the co-founder of this app called Squeeze. It's actually based out of Boston. Have you heard of it? I have not. No. Okay. So let me enlighten you. So it's a newer app um, and they have events kind of going on to like really open up this app. But I interviewed the, like I said, the co-founder and it's a really cool app. So you basically quote unquote check in on the app when you're at said restaurant you know, grocery store, marshals, what have you. And then other people will pop up and that are also at said place. So then if you match, you, you know, you can start the convo, but then there's this button up top that says, come say hi. So you can like start the convo, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're at a bar, at a club, whatever, even at a grocery store, which I love. Um, I wish that was like my secret fantasy. Like I wish that I've met my fiance in a grocery store but anyways so you you can say come say hi so then you kind of eliminate the back and forth pen pal bullshit and you can literally just like come say hi to the person and you just kind of start the date there or or just exchange phone numbers whatever so it kind of eliminates like the back and forth and creating a date and getting nervous for it. it's almost like you do it right away so so I love cool. this idea. I think it's genius and it's yeah. on the app store and um, Google play. Um, so definitely check it out. If you are in the dating world, love, I just thought I would plug them because I think it's, it's such a cool idea, but they're having yeah. a bunch of events in Boston for folks to go to said bar or whatever. And they, of course, a lot of them are single. So they'll go there, check in, and then they can kind of, it's almost like a speed dating situation, which I absolutely love interesting oh I'll definitely check that out yeah and share with my clients that sounds really yes. awesome yeah because it yeah. it 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 helps alleviate that fear of rejection or like the exactly. risk of it which is like a very primal fear to have um that's really cool that's exciting yeah, yeah. yeah. so I I mean I personally love the dating apps I mean I met my fiance where did you meet your boyfriend I want to hear so that. I that's met him great. in the wild so <laughs> I'm <laughs> I love it. You know, it's so funny because I had, um, I feel like I understand like the fear of rejection is a very like core primal thing. I think when people say like, oh, I hate like getting rejected or I'm scared to get rejected. That's, it's like a very normal thing. Cause when we were biologically wired, like in our primal days, we weren't the biggest animals out there. We weren't the fastest. We really had to like band together and form communities and tribes. And so our minds are wired to protect us and keep us safe and alive. And so if you were banned or rejected from your tribe or community in our primal days, you would quite literally die, right? And so I, it's a very like core primal wiring that we have the opportunity to rewire it and to really see rejection more as redirection instead of that sting that can really come or that fear that's attached to it. Um, but yeah, so I met him actually at, he works at a startup company, but also bartends as well. And he was actually our waiter. Me and my friend were like on the patio. It was still during like COVID time. So people were wearing like, he was still like wearing a mask and stuff. So I couldn't really tell, but I'm like, mm, he has a beard. He has blue eyes. Like, well, I left my number on the check for him, but I, I love, love my <laughs> 
I left it though with I think the reason why partially that like it it like worked if you will right was because there was no pressure attached to it I did it with such a lightness that I was like he could have a girlfriend he could be married I don't know right but I'm gonna leave my number we'll see what happens from there um and it was like this lightness and low pressure thing that like I didn't expect him to even text me. Right. And then when he did, I'm like, oh, okay. And then, then it's like, okay, well he sent me a text, but like, we'll see if he asked me on a date. Right. And it was a very like lightness attached to it. Um, but I always like to highlight, like you were saying about like meeting in the grocery store. Like I think a lot of people want that good meeting story, not the dating meeting on dating app is obviously bad, but like people say they want that. Or especially if people are like anti dating apps and they say they want that but they're not putting themselves in opportunities. So that could be even a possibility. Right. Um, And I like to highlight, it's like on that, on the, on the other side of like feeling awkward or feeling like you might get rejected. Right. Could be the love of your life. It could be your partner. Mm -hmm. Right. It could be like, you just don't know until like those, that minute goes by where you actually do something differently than you have been doing. Um, which obviously the first couple times you do it is going to feel nerve wracking is like you're right. going to sweating <laughs> for sure. Um, but like, it does feel more normal the more that you do it. And the more that you do talk to people in the wild, like you were saying, it does feel more normal. Um, and like, r- really it's that pressure that like makes us yeah. here to do it. Um, yeah. I have one more like example that I can share yeah. where, Um, I do this a lot with my clients where it's like, if you were at a coffee shop and you see a cute guy that's like sitting down next to you doing work or reading a book or drinking his coffee, whatever. And you're like, oh my God, I have my friend's wedding coming up. Like, it would be so awesome if I had a date to that. He's super hot, but I don't know. Does he have, right? Like you're going through all this in your head and you're working yourself up and you end up don't say, don't saying anything to him. Right. And he just walks out of that coffee shop. So there's a lot of pressure attached to that. Even if you do say something, right? There's a lot of pressure attached to the result of it. But on the flip side of that, if you're in the exact same coffee shop and you saw him, you're like, oh, he's hot. Like, uh, like not really thinking too much about it, right? And you go back to doing whatever it is you're doing and he goes to leave and you see that he drops his wallet, right? And he's walking out of the place and you're probably going to pick up that wall and be like, oh, hey, you dropped this, right? And you can strike up a conversation from there, right? But there's no pressure attached to that situation. And so you're, of course, going to do it, right? It's just like, it's a very easy thing. So I think it's important to like figure out a way that if you do want to talk to more people out in the world or like go to events and things like that, like have some type of opener or some type of like, even one of my clients the other day, she was just like at an event and she asked the guy next to her to just hold her coat for a second as she was like getting her phone out or something and that they end up going on a date from there. Cause it's like a soft opener. That, that. Yeah. There's no pressure attached to it and you can kind of gauge the vibe from there. So I like to give that example because it's often like our own minds that like mess up yes. <laughs> the situation like, or like the opportunity. Right. We overthink it. And first of all, I absolutely love your, your origin story with your boyfriend, because that is so freaking good. I have done that many times. I'm not going to lie to you. And every time I do it, I'm like shitting myself like, oh my God, Janae, why are you doing this? But I'm like, why not? And guess what? The two times I've, I've done it a couple times, the two times that I had done it, I actually went on dates with them. So like it can happen. Mm. And guess what? The rejection part of it is 
they never text you because they're married or they have a, a significant other and that's okay that's fine yeah, you never have to see that person again so it's like right. it almost like eliminates the the anxiety about that because it's like the worst that can happen is you never receive a text and that's fine you move on whatever right right yeah I think it's like often we build it up in our heads but actually right. like even writing down what's the worst that could happen in this situation right, right. um yeah. it's it's probably it's not like they're gonna run after you and start yelling at you that you're a horrible person <laughs> and you should you know right. what I mean like uh, right. I would hope that won't happen um so yeah I I love that that yeah there's just and I think too it's like the worst case scenario is that other person's gonna feel flattered right like they're gonna have a good story so it's like just oh, having that mindset about it um can be helpful like when you're considering if you should talk to someone or leave the number or whatever it may be yeah and and the, my grocery story comment it kind of made me laugh because I will talk to people not that I'm like looking for someone but I will talk to people at the grocery store all the time like if you're in an aisle like this is a great example if you're looking in an aisle for something and you just happen to look over and see a really cute guy be like oh my like just literally say something out loud like oh wow like if they have something in their hand, like just comment on like, oh, is that really good? Like, have you tried that yet? Like, mm-hmm. like a new cereal, whatever it is, like literally just talk about something that's right in front of you. Like, oh, I can't find my, my chocolate chips that I always get. Well, they, they're usually right here. Or you could just be like, this place is great. This is a zoo today. I mean, I've pulled things out of my ass so many times at the grocery <laughs> store and I always will like randomly talk to people. I mean, I'm very friendly, so that's just how I am, but it can really be as simple as that. And I love the coat. Like he handed her or she handed him the coat for a second. Like genius, genius. I love it. Yeah, Cause it, it's like that small opener that then when you, yes. you can generally like gauge the vibe, if you will, like when someone starts talking to you or they don't, or that maybe they just don't. And then it's like, okay, there was my answer. Right. Um, but yeah. you can generally like, are they continuing the conversation? Did they say something else? Right. Like you can kind of pick up on it more once you have that initial yeah Yeah. now do you have like if you could give like one dating app tip what would it be like your top Mm. tip yeah so with dating apps it's really all about I like to call it pattern interrupting so the more that you can interrupt the pattern of someone just swiping through or like going through apps Mm. right that there's like a billion people on the apps right the more you can stand out in whatever way feels good to you, the better. Cause that's really the objective is to get someone to stop like long enough to be like, Hmm, this is interesting. Or like, Ooh, I will swipe right. Or whatever it may be. Um, so I recommend, especially with clients where it's make sure, first of all, that like your first photo is eye catching, you feel good in it, right? Like you feel confident. Um, and it's not like a, a photo where there's a billion people in it, it's hard to see you, obviously. But mm-hmm. then on top of that, like share things in the prompts or the bio that is really interesting or unique or intriguing. That's not just like, oh, I love Italian food or like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, like you really have to go um, or really have to stand out in a way that people are going to be like intrigued or, or interested. Mm-hmm. Um to connect with you. And I think a lot of the times too, people like don't necessarily know what to say when mm-hmm. they do want to match with you. And they're like, mm. so the, the easier you can make it for someone to connect on some level, um, mm-hmm. the better for that. Yeah. 
like ask a question or like do you have a traveling photo like someone could ask you about the traveling where were you and what you do like that is so important it really is something that I also I know I forget if this was offline or online when we started talking about this but something I also personally recommend if the app has an option to include video or voice memo um anything where you can add like another layer to your personality if you will because a lot of the times it's like this very flat 2d so with voice like voice voices can be very attractive if you hear someone's voice right or it could be like not attractive at all um <laughs> depending on the person right so, so that true. or like video right like showing showing more of that side of yourself can be powerful if it's an option like on the app that you're using oh I love that idea now do you do you recommend your clients to do like a FaceTime or video date before going on the apps? Do you ever recommend that? So, ooh, this is like, um, yeah. or do you mean like before going on the first date with them to like be yes, gauge the vibe? Before going on the first date. Yeah. So this is a toss up. I don't have a strong opinion on this because I think it depends on personal preference. Um, some people, they want to have that Zoom call or the phone call ahead of time. I don't think it can ever hurt because I think you're going to learn more about them than you would have initially. Um, True. Pers- like personally, I never was, except for during COVID, the heart of COVID, like I was never a huge fan of that personally because I don't mind like going out, seeing someone in person. And then like, if it's not great after half an hour, like I don't mind just like being like, okay, this was great meeting you like goodbye. Mm -hmm. Um, But if that feels like a very draining experience to you, it might be good to do that phone call or FaceTime. The Mm -hmm. thing is, is like when we meet someone in person, we're picking up on so much subconsciously and the energy that you can tell definitely much better when you hear their voice on a phone call or zoom call. Um, But like, there's just nothing like in person, right? Where it's like someone can be completely different via text or even on the phone sometimes and they're going to be different in person, whether that be in a good or bad way or somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially with with texting specifically, people just have different communication styles where some mm-hmm. pe- I feel like I feel like men often have the reputation of being more like blunt on text and less like expressive, mm-hmm. less explanation points, less emojis. Um, that if we're reading into that too much, especially before we even know them, it can like deter us from even meeting someone before um, or meeting them yes. at all, rather, if that makes sense. Totally. Oh my God. Like I, I can relate to that so much. And I'm so, I'm sure so many of the listeners will be able to, too, because it's like, they, they don't really. And I always tell my fiance, like, sometimes he'll just write one long run on sentence. And I'm like, babe, I need some punctuation in here. Cause I do not know which words, like if you're creating a new sentence, I'm like, figure <laughs> it out. Like I'm always like, come on, like, use your punctuation so just like yeah even an exclamation point like hi versus hey exclamation point completely different mm-hmm. like we probably interpret that so differently just because of how we how we have known like texting behaviors and just like you think about what's what's behind that is it just like hi or is it hi like completely different like if you added two more eyes, it might be more exciting. I don't know. Yeah. Depends on the situation. But I think, oh, I could go off a t- on a tangent on like texting behaviors because I think it's so, it's tough. It's so tough when you're dating and it's like pulling teeth of like, because, ah. and that's another thing when you said 
if someone's texting and they're great, but then when you get in person, they're completely different. That is a thing too, or vice versa. Like Mm -hmm. they're like blowing me up on my, my texting, but then in person, they're just like a wet towel. So it's like, it can go both ways and that can be hard too. Like the communication style, like, do they, do they hate texting or are, you know, are they calling you and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not a phone call person. Like there's just so many there's just so many different styles. Um, I feel like too, with that, there's, it's just, it's just hard to tell, especially if you've never met the person. It's just one of those things where it's like hard to tell, like, it's just not as human. Um, I know personally, like my boyfriend today, like he's very personable guy, like charming guy. His texting is like, I'm like, give me, give me something. Like, give me an what? emoji at least, you know? Like, <laughs> yes. and he's very blunt. He's very just like direct, like not super like wordy on text. And I'm the opposite. I'm like sending exclamation points, emojis, like long sentences, whatever. But yeah, and it's just, you just don't know until you, you meet them. And so I think it's important to, think about like if you're considering judging someone off of that especially before you've met them in person know that like texting communication it can always be improved on right like you could bring because yeah. sometimes people just don't aren't aware of how they're coming across That's either. So, um, so that could always be like improved if it's good in-person energy and you guys connect I love that oh my gosh um so we have some listener questions for you yes. Uh, so the first one is how to not be exhausted from dating and what tips do you have if I am exhausted from dating? Mm, 100%. So I feel like it's always fine to take a break, right? If you're really just burnt out from it and frustrated and drained from it, 100% mm-hmm. take a break. Um, something I do want to highlight here is if you are feeling drained or exhausted or frustrated from dating, your energy, you're probably giving way too much energy before mm-hmm. that other person is matching it. And what I mean by this is I think I'm very big into looking into, if you're not familiar with feminine and masculine energy, especially in the world of dating and relationships, because it's more of this like art and flow. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the times with our careers specifically, we're like conditioned to be a lot of masculine energy like initiating, getting things done, right? Being confident, right? Focused, all this stuff. Whereas feminine is like allowing that person to come to you, right? Being more in flow, right? Being more vulnerable. And so often what I see specifically in my clients, because I feel like the type of people that I tend to attract because I was like this for a very long time and still am in some ways, but I'm definitely better at tapping more into feminine energy now is like, the people that are killing it at work, right? And they are initiating, they don't mind carrying the conversation. They don't mind planning the date, right? But they're feeling really burnt out from it. So I would encourage you to make sure that the other person is matching your energy. And I'll give like a practical example of this. So if you're having a conversation with someone on a dating app and you're like, okay, I would like to meet this person, right? What I recommend is like propose the date, be like, hey, you know, I would love to get together this week. Does Wednesday or Friday work for you? That gives them two very clear options. And then if they say, yeah, Wednesday works, putting it back on them of actually making that plan, right? And you can, of course, like let them know the neighborhood you're in or whatever that may be. But then it allows them to make the plan, set the time, right? Give it back to them. And so like have that energy balance so you don't feel like you're putting in all this effort and energy and like confirming and all that stuff, right? 
And then you get there and it's like, why did I even do this? Right. So um, that's like very important. I think it can be difficult sometimes to take a step back into the feminine energy of like allowing and receiving and leaning back almost in the dating world. But it's really, really important. And it's also going to allow you to attract a more masculine man as well. That's like in his empowered masculine, not disempowered masculine. It's two very different things. Um, That's something I hear a lot too, where it's like with the clients that I'm working with, sometimes they're attracting more like feminine men, which is, which is fine if that's like what you want. Right. But a lot of the times, Mm -hmm. because they're giving so much masculine energy, they're getting more of that, like laissez, I don't know if laissez-faire is the right term, but kind of like lean back energy, like just go with the flow, like not really making a plan, not asking to see them again. Right. All that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would recommend there is like seeing where, where the energy leaks are for you currently. Beautifully said. That was <laughs> genius, love. Um, the next question is, should I give a guy a second chance if I wasn't feeling it on the first date? Mm, ooh, another great question. So this is something where I do recommend going on a second, unless it's like a glaring no, right? Mm-hmm. I do recommend going on a second date because you never know what was happening that day with that person, right? They could, they could have had like an upset stomach, right? Something could be happening in their family. They just could be like off kilter, right? For that day, for whatever reason. Um, So that's why I recommend if there's even a a little glimmer or intrigue still go on a second date. Um, I know plenty of times where the second date has like, I wasn't sure about it. I went on it and I ended up dating that person for at least a few Mm -hmm. months. Right. And then on the other hand of that, like someone I was really into on the first date, I went on a second day. I was like, what was I thinking on the first date? Right. It's completely different. So Mm -hmm. I would, I would recommend it unless it's a glaring no of like, just absolutely no physical attraction. You're like repulsed by this person or they're just really rude or aggravating or something like that. Um, I, I do recommend it because you never know often with the second date, like more stories come out. You do know them a little bit better, right? You do get to see a different side of them. Um, so yeah, I do, I do always recommend it going on that second date, but also not continuing it for longer than you need to, if you're still feeling that way after the second date. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good, a good marker of like, all right, if I'm not feeling it, I'm like, want to give it a second shot and did it, not feeling it fair, fine. And then obviously that will give you some clarity, I think. So I love that. Yeah. I think Um, something just to add on quickly to that too, for the second date, um, it can be helpful to like do like a different type of date than you did the first date. So instead of just getting drinks again, like maybe do some type of activity, right. Where you can like mix it up um, or like get outside or something like that, where you're seeing like a different side of them that might be more intriguing. Yeah, I love that. And I like an activity date. Cause then you kind of get to see like, are they competitive and how they handle certain situations? Like if they're learning something new that they've never done, like you can really pick up on a lot of their behaviors. I feel like. Definitely, definitely. And then the next question is, do you have a worst date that you've ever been on? Oh, my God. So I've been on a ton of dates. It's like, because I had no problem. I was like, well, I might as well. This is before I got more intentional about dating. I was like, well, you know, might as well crank it out, right? And so um, the worst date I've ever been on, 
there's there hasn't been a there's definitely been dates where oh well just one or two where I like literally left after 15 minutes because I was just like they either said something or did something where I was like this is just not going to be the vibe like I just know it was so glaring if you will that was mm-hmm. after I'd built up my confidence where I was like confident enough being like hey it was great meeting you but you know I gotta get going or blah blah because um, mm-hmm. I think often too people feel obligated to stay for like longer than you need to like two hours after you already were like ew what is this person right Mm -hmm. or like there's not a fit here um I think the one of the funnier stories was well it's not even that funny but I was at a restaurant with this guy and he was talking about he had traveled to Europe for some vacation and he kept talking about the laundry in Europe and about how he couldn't figure it out and then he got this detergent and it, and I, in my mind, I was literally like, I'm going to see how long I can get this guy to talk about laundry for, because it was uh-huh. so ridiculous that I was like, oh my God, this is not. <laughs> so I kept asking questions and honestly, I was just entertaining myself, right? I didn't end up seeing him again, but that was just like a funny moment where I think sometimes too, you can just like entertain yourself if you're in like a mm-hmm. weird situation or, you know, might as well have some fun with it. Um, keep it light. Um. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't had anything that was like too, too glaring, if you will, um, ever happen, which is good, which is good. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to share just one of mine. Oh, yes. Go for it. (laughs) So one of the date, one of my worst ones was I went on a date with this guy and he was, we went for drinks and I actually felt obligated to hang out with him. And I was like, I don't know why I did this. I don't know. I Looking back on it, I'm like, why did I, why did I stay? He was talking about sex toys, which I'm like, I'm very sex positive, fair, whatever. But then he started talking about sex toys with his ex, exes, their body types, what they looked like naked. And I was just like, do you think that I want to know about this? I was wow. absolutely mortified. I was just like this is and this was before I did the podcast so I mean if I did if I did the podcast and I was in the dating world I mean they probably would think that it was fine to talk about these things but I was just like so caught off guard like what made you think that that was a good thing to talk about on the first date that is that's wild it's so fascinating too it's like how is this person operating in society you know I know I'm Oh, so insane. I'm, oh my god. Yeah, it was very, very, very entertaining. I literally was just like, wow, like this is really and I kind of think I did the same thing. I just like asked some questions and I think I just changed the subject because I was like, this is not what I want to be talking about. Yeah. Just I feel like I know it's like it's an I feel like it's important to note too, like there are weirdos out there, right? It's like Oh, there's weirdos on the apps. There's weirdos out in life. There's weirdos at the supermarket you're at, right? There's weirdos at the bar you're at. It's like, you're not necessarily going to click with everyone. But I think like having that attitude, like you said, of like, okay, let's kind of like entertain myself for a little bit and then like move on from it instead of just being like distraught about it or getting, allowing yourself to get out of that situation. (laughs) That's wild. That's wild. Um, Are you ready for our game? Yes. I'm so excited. Me too. I love this game. It's called This or That. So just pick whichever one you prefer. So the first one is, are you an early riser or night owl? 
early riser. Um, pizza or pasta? Ooh, I gotta say pizza. Pizza. Are you for coffee dates or would you prefer like a dinner drinks date or an activity? Which mm. I guess I'm doing three. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like I like all three. I feel like generally my go-to is like drinks and dinner, but I think like for the second date, I would do an activity date 100%. Mm. I yeah. like that. That's a good one. Would you rather have the ability to talk to animals or the ability to control weather? Ooh. Probably talk to animals. I feel like that'd be interesting. <laughs> right. uh, do you prefer online shopping or in-person shopping? I actually prefer in-person unless it's something specific because I feel like online I get overwhelmed and I'm just like, yes. oh my God, there's so many options. Yeah. And then I don't buy anything, which is probably good, but. <laughs> I totally feel that. Um, would you rather have eyes that record everything or, oh, wait, I'm sorry, ears that record everything or eyes that film everything? Oh my gosh. These are so interesting. I feel like eyes. Nice. Love. Yeah. Um, would you rather give up all technology or give up TV, movies, and books? All technology or TV, movies, and books. Probably TV, movies, and books. Totally fair. Yeah. Would you rather wear ball gowns every day for the rest of your life or wear swimwear every single day for the rest of your life? ball gowns I would feel regal <laughs> elevated yeah. I freaking love it I love it unless I lived yeah. in like the Caribbean or something then I would opt for the swimsuit <laughs> that's, that's totally fair would you rather create a new holiday or create a new day of the week Ooh, I think day of the week that would be fun wouldn't that I always yeah. think that, that would be such a cool thing like you could yeah. just make it be whatever you want and Hopefully it would be like not a work day because we already have enough of those. Right. <laughs> yes. It would be a third weekend day. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, would you rather travel the world for free for one year or be given 50K to spend on anything? Travel the world. Definitely. Love. Same. Uh, personal chef or personal housekeeper? Ooh, probably chef. Yeah. Would you prefer to have a date night out or cook together and have a little date night? Mm, I like both, but I feel like I'm, I do like going out because I work from home now. So it's like, okay, I need to get out of my house. <laughs> totally fair. Totally fair. Um, would you rather travel somewhere familiar or travel somewhere new? Ooh, definitely new. New. Chocolate or flowers? flowers <laughs> and the last one is sunrise or sunset Ooh, mm, recently sunset i like sunset they're so yeah. beautiful so yeah beautiful. so beautiful oh gosh, i love that this. game <laughs> oh good i'm so glad i know it's so it's so fun to just get to know you know my guests a little bit more and i just think it's so much fun to hear what people think because it's like I've I've repeated some of the question or the you know the responses, but some of them are like 
new and like people are just like they're so stumped and everyone does something different and it's so fun to see like what they choose so I I personally yeah. just love playing that little game yeah um, I know it's so fun great way to wrap it up <laughs> yeah well thank you so much for being here today and thank you for giving your incredible advice and expertise on dating um please let everyone know where they can connect with you yeah, definitely. So the best place would be Instagram. So my handle is Michelle Wax Dating, like beeswax. <laughs> and um, my website is michellewax.com. So all the info will be there on dating coaching or any events. I do a lot of like virtual events if you're not in the Boston area or in person too. Um, so yeah, I look forward to connecting with everyone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Michelle. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Definitely connect with Michelle. And you know where to find me on all my social media. At My Naked Mindset. Check out my merch. Check out my free Facebook group, My Naked Mindsetters. And email me if you'd like to hear a certain topic or if you have a story. My Naked Mindset Podcast at gmail.com. So I have a very exciting opportunity for you if you are in the dating world, uh, something to think about is my guest actually is having enrollment for her dating accelerator, which is open until February 12th. This is her eight week virtual accelerator to elevate your mindset, practical dating strategy, and your confidence to create more joy and ease into your dating life and catapult into an amazing relationship that lasts. The accelerator is customizable for whatever stage in dating you're at, whether you're just starting out dating or have been dating for the past few years or anything in between. So with that being said, anyone can join men or women. You'll receive one-on-one support from Michelle throughout the experience to ask any specific questions and accountability along the way. So to receive this, if you are interested, you can receive $150 off by simply mentioning My Naked Mindset in the referral box when you submit your enrollment deposit, which is www.michellewax.com, and it'll be applied to your total due. I hope you guys take advantage of this opportunity, and like I said, definitely connect with Michelle and mention My Naked Mindset when you enroll. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, bye.